So what does it look like to run a sales team inside of Burnout to All Out? Today, you guys are going to get to hear from my recently hired sales manager, Mandy Minatello, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear the strategies that we've put into place and her golden nuggets on what it takes to have a successful sales team, what it takes to sell effectively and with impact on the internet. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Need some effective tactical advice that actually helps you get results and makes a real difference in your life and business? You've come to the right place. If you're finding yourself here today, it means you're getting ready to gain serious traction in your business, rapidly multiply your income and impact, and you're ready to make it happen while living all out. Guys, I'm Melissa Henault, your trustworthy corporate dropout turned six-figure business burnout turned happy and healthy CEO of a multi-million dollar online business. And you're listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. On this show, we're serving up innovative growth strategies, simple implementation methods to put them into practice, and action-stimulating inspiration tailored specifically for the modern entrepreneur. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Burnout to All Out Live podcast. We have Mandy Minatello here with us today, who is my sales manager. You guys are going to be so excited to hear from her today. So Mandy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's fun to be on this platform. Yes. It's so amazing. You know, I think about how this business has grown from four years ago. It was literally me. Like... I was selling my services. I was doing my social media. I was closing people. Like it all started from scratch with me wearing all the hats. And here we are today. Recently, you coming in as our sales manager, leading a team of social sellers within our organization. It's pretty mind blowing in four years. What can happen? Crazy. And knowing now, like and trying to look back, I can't even fathom, but I mean. Yeah. So my goal today, if you guys are jumping in live or you're listening to this, we're going to unpack a little bit around Mandy's role today. So if you're like, how is Melissa operating a multi seven figure business in the online space and closing, you know, half million plus launches, which we're aiming for a million dollar launch before the end of the year, like you're going to want to hear from Mandy, right? So, you know, one of the things I've talked about in my own personal development is we must grow as leaders to the level that we want our business to grow, right? And so many times the bottleneck in our business is the bottleneck of what we're willing to invest in, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I think is going to be fun today is for us to really talk about how we brought you on board, the vision of bringing you on board, why, but then also let's turn over some rocks and talk about the nitty gritty of what you do so that people can take a listen and maybe what the social sellers are doing. Because for our listeners, I want them to know that when I first started, I didn't have anyone leading a team of social sellers. And some people are probably like, what is a social seller? We'll talk about that today too. But you've kind of come in and and kind of are leading the way with this group. So it's going to be a really fun, exciting discussion. What I want to share with people is kind of let's, I want to take people back to where I was right before we brought you in. 
And then let's talk about your role and why we decided that we really needed a committed sales manager. So with my business, before you and I really connected, I mean, we had done a million in revenue last year, which is kind of crazy to think about without having anybody in charge of really in charge of the sales team. Those of you who followed me for the past couple of years, we did have someone who helped straddle sales and also manage my social media, which happens, right? As you're scaling a business, right? You have people doing multiple things. But when it came to Mandy... I had gotten to a point in my business where I'm like, we're at seven figures. We want to go eight. And it is actually quite insane that we've gotten to this place without somebody being 100% in charge of our sales numbers and accountability to a sales team. And that is when I was connected with you because we had a lot of what we call social sellers helping close leads, but there was no formal training. There was no accountability. It was just like, if you guys want to help out... We'll give you commission. It was like the Wild West, right? And we're like, but if we want to scale, we need to get really organized with sales. We've been so organized with everything else, right? But we're not really organized with sales. And that's where Mandy came into the picture, right? So Mandy, you and I met, you took on the role. Let's talk about the role because you're doing a beautiful job as a sales manager. Why don't you share with everybody really kind of the big picture buckets of kind of your responsibility as a sales leader within the burnout to all out team. Yeah, absolutely. So what's really neat about everything that you're talking about and the fact that your social selling team had been so successful without a captain, right, is because of the brand that you are. Like your social selling team was made up of people who absolutely are products of the product. They love you, they love burnout to all out com- like community, and they wanted to sort of give back mm-hmm. and spread the word. So, like in essence, you had this group of really good, like burnout to all out, like influencers, right? They're just wanting to hear the word, right? And that's really the essence that I think everyone out there who's trying to put together a sales team needs to know is at the core of it. No one on your team, nor anyone that I would hire, is going to have a resume that says, you know, I'm the top seller in the, you know, four state area for the whatever, because I don't care. I care about your heart of service. I care about your being able to be a representation of the brand, whatever that brand is. For us, it's the Burnout to All Out brand. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to just from a heart of service and wanting to share conveying what we can do for people. And that is where it's at. So if you have a team or a handful or even a one person, you're at that point that you know, without any kind of guidance, they're going to spread the word in a beautiful way about what you do from their heart, then then that that's who you want to hire. And I don't care what their resume says, because if I shared my resume, I don't have a degree in sales and marketing, you know, and all of that stuff. So that's what you have. And then I came in with the expertise level of being a sales trainer and overseeing sales teams and starting out myself as a social seller years ago. So I've been in the trenches and done everything all the way up in five-figure businesses, six-figure businesses, seven, and then eight-figure businesses. So I had the experience. So what I brought 
is that organization. Let I put together like training. I put together sequences. I hosted office hours. I made myself available as a wealth of information. But at the end of the day, I don't want 10 cookie cutters of me. All right, guys, I left my corporate career and took everything I knew and built a million dollar business on the internet in just 19 months. And you can too. My name is Melissa Hinal, and I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs escape the corporate cage and create the business and life they deserve. Too often, building a business can be like jumping out of the fire and into the frying pan. Can you relate? Without the right strategies, you can work tirelessly, feel like you're missing out on life, and not have much to show for it. Even worse, you're no closer to finding the freedom that you wanted than when you were stuck in that job. I'm here to change that for you. On May 13th, I am hosting a seven-day virtual intensive for people ready to build a business that gives them the freedom and life they've been looking for. So how are we going to do this? Over a jam-packed week, I'll spend about 90 minutes each day to reset your strategies and build the clarity to drive the results and profits you desire. First, we'll build a foundation of lead generation and audience growth to connect with the perfect people. Then we're going to grow by implementing an optimized sales conversion strategy that drives results. Then we're going to scale your success with an optimized offer ladder and retain clients for longer. And we're going to do this live with hot seats and Q&As to give you the proven processes to build your dream business without the burnout. Best of all, it's completely free to join. You deserve a business that serves you and not one that you have to serve. And when you have the right strategies and processes, you can create a business that does this. Join me free on May 13th to build grow and scale a business that will set you free. Because then they're not being that authentic self that is the burnout to all out brand. So here's best practices. Here's my expectations. And I set high expectations and they had to sign their lives away. And no, some but- people opted out after working for me for quite some time. Mandy came in and said, here's the new expectations. And we had people who were like, I can't keep up with that. And it was like, cool, because we're headed here. And if you can't meet this need and requirement, we've enjoyed working with you, but we're up-leveling our expectation, right? Absolutely. And the thing is with the heightened expectation is freedom. And that's freedom for you, knowing that you can hold your sales team to a certain level, but also freedom for us and them on the sales team that they can be themselves authentically. They can open conversations with leads authentically because they now are a representation of the brand. And so what we're able to do once we established all of those things, now it's like, like you say before it was the wild, wild west. Now it's like a fun party, like, you know, whatever. When we all are able to really make suggestions, make improvements and know that the sky's the limit because we're all on the, the same rocket ship together. So that's what's really been, really been tremendous and amazing. And as we bring more people on, because we are, yes. I'm able to say, Hey, I'm available. And here's your comrades as well. And everyone is super like willing to help. There's huge collaboration. 
and everyone's got their own kind of style. And I love that. I love. So let's talk about some people who are listening are like, what the hell is a social seller? Right. So let's back the bus up a little bit. And it makes me kind of laugh because before you were here, Allie, my executive assistant was straddling being my executive assistant and leading the sales team. And before that, I was leading the sales team while leading the business and launching and coaching. And so I want people to hear it's an evolution. If you're listening to this now and you're like, oh, it must be nice to be able to hire a sales manager and have a sales force, right? Well, four years ago, it was me, right? And then even a year and a half ago, I was leading the social seller. So what is a social seller? Absolutely. And I can say when I started, I say I started as a social seller on like five figure business. That was my own. Okay. And then six figure businesses, you know, I I became a a business coach and would help people to get their sales team. And they would want to jump into like, I mean, all the time. I'm like, nope, you sell yourself Mm -hmm. until you're a six figure business. Mm -hmm. And that's really, I mean, if you are anywhere under six figures, you should be the front of your sales team. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. So what's a social seller? A social seller, we basically, usually it's start to finish, but somewhere in between, you're going to have some, you know, personalization and contact, but you start the sales process on social media, online, either in Facebook Messenger or emails or DMs on LinkedIn, depending on even Instagram, depending on where your target audience is. And that's going to depend on what the product is that you're selling, where you're going to find your people. But your number one like priority is to find your people. Where are they? And then social sellers will start that conversation. And then basically what we're doing is when I'm training teams, I tell them I could be in messages with people, text messages or whatever for two weeks and be able to tell them or be able to share with you like their favorite coffee at Starbucks and how many dogs they have and where their kids go to college and all kinds of stuff. But are they appropriate for to join one of our programs? Oh, no, that's Mm -hmm. not a social seller. That is a social person in your DMs. Right. Social seller, I can go in and in four questions, I can tell you this person is a hot lead and they belong in the lead gen masterclass or they belong in, you know, the LinkedIn Method Academy or whatever it is that, that we're doing. Because I'm asking the proper questions to determine Mm -hmm. if they are a fit. And again, if you come from a place of service, I'm not telling they don't care one rip about me. I'm asking about them. Share with me about your business. Share with me about your goals. What is keeping you from your goals? Do you feel that this is a problem for you? You know, whatever. They need more leads. They need a lead gen strategy. Their goal is to get to six figures by December. And the only thing that they're having trouble with is they're blowing a million dollars a year on Facebook ads and they're not getting anywhere. Yes. I know. So what they I need. love that because my next question was going to be, what are some of the questions you ask? And you just shared with everybody the goodness, right? And yeah. it's actually, I love it because what she's teaching with our social sellers is no different than what we teach inside of our LinkedIn Method Academy, where within a couple of very simple questions, you can genuinely yet targetedly guide the conversation in a direction to help you uncover if it's an opportunity for you to serve or not, Right. right? And you're just pre-qualifying and then funneling that lead in a certain direction based off of the need, right? A million percent. And if it ever, like, this is another thing I teach, and this is across the board, I don't care what industry you're in, if you ever feel like you're convincing somebody or icky about what you're saying, like you're not really sure if it's right, then 
red flag, that person is not qualified to join your program. And there's a million, what do they say? There's a million fish in sea, right? So you don't waste time trying to convince someone because your life doesn't depend on that sale. There's That's a million right. people who need what you offer. Yes. And um, so if it ever feels like convincing, that's not right. You're just conveying mm-hmm. what you do. And then they can, they might still say no, you know, whatever that's objection and overcoming objections are a different thing. But mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm not really sure if we could help them, but let me sell them anyway. That's not social selling. Yes. I love it. So we're just sifting for interest. We're sifting for the right fit. Right. So I love that. So social sellers can be out kind of sifting for and looking for leads. Our particular social sellers and our structure, we do have a social seller who's on, you know, 24-7 throughout the year who helps kind of take in leads and nurture them. But then there's also kind of the what we call conversion events, right? Where like for us, when we're paying for ads, you know, whether you're using Facebook ads or Google ads or YouTube ads, like whatever, whatever you're doing to generate ad, you're creating ads when people are quote unquote opting in, right? When you have that opt-in, we've done internal launches that didn't include ads at all where people, it's just a registration page, right? If people are registering for a thing, a whatever, and it's like a free live, what we call conversion event, right? If you've got a even one social seller, what I would kind of qualify them is as someone who goes into that list and is nurturing, right? So this is someone who's registered. They're interested in whatever free thing you're about to kick out. Maybe it's a webinar for the day. Maybe you're crazy like me and you do nine-day launches like we're about to do. Can you talk them through kind of what we do from that point when it comes to social sellers? Absolutely. I mean, and the same, it's the same hat that you wear, no matter if you're doing organically, Jen, where you're reaching out or you're responding to people who've opted in. You just really need the same answer. So first question, so you've got your in your mind, a menu of your options. And I think everyone should have options from free to high ticket, right? So free might be they participate in your free Facebook community or LinkedIn group or whatever, right? And then you've got all the way up to maybe you do one-on-one VIP days and you've got masterminds and you've got everything in between, right? And I'm not saying you have to have five offers, but just having your mind like from your low end to your high end. So you go in with a lead or to a lead And the very first thing is, if you're in our industry, is going to be, hey, what piqued your interest? Basically, why are you here? (laughs) You know, why did you show up in this thing? Whether I'm finding them in a Facebook group or they find me, it's like, hey, you know, what sparked your interest with this? Mm -hmm. They're going to say, usually the answer to that is their need. Because the negative is you don't want to be like, well, what do you need? Right. Or like, what are you like? You don't want to do that, but they'll tell you that. The second thing is, Tell me about your business mm-hmm. right there. They're like, yes, you know, and they might say, I just started. I'm getting ready to start. I've been in business for three years, like whatever. And you come back, then you're like, okay, I already know about their business. And I kind of know what, why they're here. And then you just get into what are your goals? What's keeping you from achieving those goals? And the whole time it's like, I'm calculating which offer, mm-hmm. if any, mm-hmm. they fit into. The thing that people forget is when you have that free thing that, you know, being part of the Facebook group, for some people, that is the best fit. Yes. At the end of the day, they haven't started their business, you know, whatever. I'm so excited to work with you when you get to this level. And for now, soak up all of the free resources. We have a podcast that comes out every week and, you know, you should really be, you know, all the things. Yeah. 
And for sometimes that's the best fit. And that's the hardest thing for salespeople yeah. to understand. But yeah, well, then, it might be, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, but then you've got the people all the way up to, I've been in business for five years and I want to go to the eight figure business level and I've watched Melissa do it and I want to know how. And so I need to be in her circle. And so where do I belong? There you're like mastermind. You're not going to be like, oh, free group. You're going to learn everything. Like you need right. to know everything in between. Yes. And I'm so glad you point this out, Mandy, because we're experiencing that in our community now over the last month. One of my favorite things to give out to people who are just kind of like in flux is my LinkedIn checklist, right? It's something that's going to help them get started but it's an opt-in. So they have to actually give their email address in order to receive it. Now they're sucked into our ethos and we can actually nurture them, right? But in the same breath, we sold like three seats into the mastermind for next year, this month. And some of it happened kind of in conversation in the DMs because they were curious about some things. You guys were able to pre-qualify them. And it turned out, no, they're our highest ticket client, right? So much magic happens in the DMs, right? And again, it's knowing with a menu in your mind, but not preconceived notions on where they're going. Yes. Because if they come in and you think, oh, they just opted in for this freebie, mm-hmm. that does not mean that they're low level, you know? And then we do these giant, massive launches or whatever. Doesn't mean that they're all, you know, we do launch for the mastermind, but these people came in in between. Why? Because the social seller went in and was like, what is your need? Tell me about your business and went, uh, you don't belong here. You belong here, but we don't actually start that till January. Is that okay? Yeah. Because yeah, it's exactly. what it needed to be. <laughs> right. Isn't that beautiful? Right. But if you don't have kind of an SOP kind of pre-qualifying process and someone on your A team to do this, you're losing sales, which by the way, was me last year, right? The first thing I said to you when we met, I said, do you realize how much money you're leaving on the table by not having a sales team that works outside of launch? And you were like, yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, which is why we're here now, right? right? This is so good. Okay, so we've clarified what a social seller is. We have a team of social sellers. And, you know, I know that your role kind of ebbs and flows depending on what's going on. Right now, we're ramping up for the biggest launch we've ever had. I don't know how many people we have registered right now, but our goal is like 7,000. We're probably at like 1,500 right now. I don't know. What's the number right now? This morning, it was 1,300. So it's probably 1,500 right now. Yeah. Okay. So what is your role as the sales manager as we're running, like leading up to this launch? Numbers nerd. Well, I serve on the sales team as well because it is important to be in the trenches and to not just do as I say, but also as I do. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that that's important. It's not necessary, but it's important. So I'm, I'm running leads as well. But as the sales manager, we use the CRM HubSpot. And so I have been training the team on how to be a front end user of CRM. Front end, meaning it's where they go every day, gather their leads. They're going to work their leads from there. They're going to update the lead status through the qualification process, which I've also, that was part of that training that we went through. So it's all very in front. The difference using a CRM like HubSpot is that you and I, can look and see real-time data without me being like, hey, team, can everybody send me your numbers or update this 16th spreadsheet where you've put this information before, you know, or whatever. 
It's in real time. So each morning I'm looking at HubSpot and gathering data, how they're working through their leads. I'm able to report to you how many leads are there, how many warms we have, how many hots we have. Like already we're two weeks out from launch. We already know who our warm leads are, our hot leads are, and we're working them through. And those numbers are growing. We also, because I think it's just as important, are collecting the unqualifieds as we're qualifying them out. Right. That gives us data as well for not only our conversion, but for ad spend, you know, because you're spending money on ads, if we're getting, you know, quite a few that end up being unqualified, that's going to affect that. So there's so much that's being told by these numbers on a screen. And then I go through and I look at how many leads they have and I, how many leads we have each morning and I assign them out and I let them know, you know, new leads are out and, and uh, they're off running. And so the CRM for us is really just like at a glance, how successful are we going to be? Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up because it kind of brings back for everyone at every level. You know, if you want to be in a different place in your business, we have to step into that leadership for the business to follow. Right. And so you guys are hearing Mandy talk about the CRM and how complex it is. And I want you guys to realize again, we scaled our business to over a million dollars a year using an Excel spreadsheet. Okay. So hear me when I say that again, sometimes I feel like the bigger our business becomes, the less relatable we become to some of our listeners. And I don't want that to happen. I want, I want you guys to understand that literally until Mandy came on earlier this year, we were still using a spreadsheet. However, I had a vision of where I wanted to go with the business. In order to scale, I was going to have to invest. And believe me, Jackie had to like my operations director for months was like, we need HubSpot. We need HubSpot. I'm like, how much is it? Well, it's like $1,500. She eased me into it. It's only like $1,500 a month, right? We did, we'll get the basic package. And where we've evolved to today is it's a, we're paying $3,000 a month for this CRM, but it's actually, and that's a customer relationships management database, but it's actually functioning to do a number of different things for us that makes it so much easier to your point for our social sellers to communicate and for us to be able to track and see what's going on. And like, heaven forbid, I know when you're previously working with you that you were on a gig where like you lost power because there was a hurricane. Like, and so if you're, if you've spent all this time and money creating leads to nurture in the middle of a launch and your salesperson owns that conversation and list and they are out, like if it's a power outage, if they get sick, like what happens to those leads if you don't have an organized process where as we're pouring more and more money into this business, we want to be more ironclad around that asset, which are the leads and how they're organized, how we have a vision to them, how we can stratify them and communicate with them. So I just want to bring that forward. And that is also one of the reasons we brought Mandy in. It's like, well, if we're going to invest this kind of money on this type of CRM, we need somebody who's had experience with it, but that can also lead a team, you know, lead a team through this and strategize with us how to optimize it. And so where I'm going with this is it's kind of funny to hear myself even say this out loud because last year around this time, I was a hot mess around managing lead generation. Like we would launch, the doors would open, money would come in and that was great, right? Like we had a pretty solid conversion rate that we knew we could predict. But when you lifted up the hood, it was just a hot mess that happened to be working, right? Well, and to your point, like, I think there's a time and place for things. 
And so, like I said, if you're not at six figures, you should be your sales team. You are your sales team. If you're not to seven figures, you absolutely can be running off spreadsheets. You know, you should have a team by that point helping you out, but spreadsheets are fine. The difference between where you were and what HubSpot has also brought in besides organization and stuff is the ability for your social sellers to go from each having 250 leads to 2000 leads. That's right. Because of the ability to do some of it mass marketing while still creating that personal touch Mm -hmm. and no one's falling through the cracks. And when Susie Sue signs opts in for that LinkedIn gen thing, that's the free, the LinkedIn checklist, that's the free thing. Then they're going to be asked for this and asked for this because they're not getting lost on the list between things. Right. So it created this ability for you to just exponentially grow. Now, that's not right for everybody. If you still are looking to have 300 people on your launch and that's what you're striving for, you don't need a CRM. That's right. We just needed the spreadsheets. But where we're headed, and I've been saying this publicly for a while, is our launch model works, but I don't want to be landlocked five to six times a year doing a nine-day launch. What nine day launches work for us? That's a whole nother podcast. A whole nother podcast. Yeah. But I would prefer doing two a year and doing like one to two, like maybe two million even per launch and being done with it for the year and having two cohorts because I'm doing the same amount of work for each launch, no matter what. I'd rather pour gasoline into a CRM, a system, a sales team to then just close out all those sales with one effort or two efforts a year than being a hamster on a wheel doing six to eight events, right? And so for me personally and organizationally, it's just the route I'm going. It's been a fun ride. We'll see where it goes. Okay. So so we talked a little bit about HubSpot. Let's dive in for the next couple of minutes around just tips. What's been... I mean, we can do like a postmortem from our last launch just to give guys some insight about like what's working. You know, like what are some of your top tips from being on our team the past, you know, couple of months that you can share with the audience that's working to create sales that these guys, you know, things they can walk away with some tactical skills or tips or tricks that can help them grow their business if they don't have HubSpot. Maybe they don't even have a social seller yet. Maybe they have one, but they don't even know how to train them or what to hold them accountable for. Can you maybe just speak to some value there? Yeah, I think that it comes back to what I said in the beginning in that your social selling team, whether it is just you, which is easy, or you have a team is that they are, they embody the brand. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so easy. Melissa, you could close sales every day if you were doing this. And that's why you were able to build your business to beyond six figures by yourself because you are the brand and people buy you. They want that relationship, whether it's you or whoever you are selling, whatever you do, they want you. Mm -hmm. So then when you have a sales team, you got to start with sharing your vision, your dream, your goals, your ambitions, your five-year, 10-year, 20-year plan. And once they're on board with that, then that's where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. So with our team, what is really working is that we're all like that. We can answer questions, not as a hired salesperson, but an ambassador for burnout to all out. And then I just train my team to be that. Don't try to be something you're not. Here's Mm -hmm. how I would, they ask you, how would you answer this? Here's how I would answer it. But 
Here's a perfect example. One member of our team is from Australia. Now, if he copied the way I from South Florida talk and copy pasted it to people, it would not feel authentic and he would not be being an ambassador. Right. So he takes what I say. Then he adds a good day, mate, and a, you know the lingo that makes sense for him. And it's beautiful. And so what I teach people is, I'm going to give you templates. I'm going to give you the qualifying questions. I'm going to give you all of that. Make it your own. And I learned from my own experience. I would take and copy paste messages. And I think everyone out there is guilty of this. You see someone is killing it. So you copy paste their message, whether it's an email, a DM or whatever, and you send it out and you're like, I don't know why that's not working. It's because you're not an ambassador of the brand and a person. That's what people want. Nobody wants to be sold to it. Like now AI is everywhere and everyone's like, are you worried? It's going to take over all the jobs. People want to talk to a person. They want responses from a person. They want personal experiences and social proof from a person. Right. I tell my team, I think that your email responses, your DM responses, your whatever should be short to the point and about them, the person, the lead. Right. And you're going to have much better than these long things with links and like fancy here and whatever, like, mm mm-mm. Yeah. That doesn't sell. And that's what we've seen more when they got away from that and more towards just what would you say if you were like in Starbucks mm-hmm. and we have the results we do. And that's so good. I mean, the feedback I've gotten from our clients is they love, they have said that we call them concierge, right? The concierge inside the business, they're social sellers, but externally we call them concierge because they are concierging people through the journey, right? And the feedback we get is that they are just the most authentic, kind people who have their best interest, right? It goes back to what Mandy said. We're not trying to force a $22,000 product on someone who's the wrong fit, right? And it needs to be on brand with who we are. So I love that you said that. I think that I've always been a proponent that I believe in hiring people for their DNA, not necessarily their skill set. I believe a lot of skill sets can actually be trained, even especially how we sell in our business. It's not car salesy. It's not the obnoxious network marketer. It is truly serving people to ask the right questions, to uncover their challenges and identify if it is the right fit. Because I know some of you listening have convinced people into your business that you wish you never did because they were the wrong fit and they're a thorn in your side, right? And my goal is to protect the community and to like pre-qualify these leads and make sure it is the right fit so they don't come in and then backfire on you and end up being toxic inside the community. Everybody's money isn't good money, right? A million percent. I would say on the back end of that is if you feel like you should be like in the back of your mind, like I need to offer, and this is more for the CEO, right? You feel I should offer a discount. I should offer, you know, something. Then take a step back and go, wait, is it worth it to have this person in my community if I have to offer them a discount or, you know, whatever? And people often at the beginning of, of their businesses ask, you know, should I give a free beta, whatever, or, you know, offer whatever? And it's always, well, yeah, but it's not just a black or white question. Like, who are you offering it to and why, mm. you know? And how long, right? I've seen so many people offer free stuff for like a year. You're like, now you're roped into doing to working for free for yes. a year. Yes. Oh my gosh. Didn't think one through. <laughs> yeah. So good. Well, I guess the last question I have for you that 
I would love for you to just share with everybody. I truly believe fortune is in the follow-up. What are any tips or tricks or ideas for folks who follow our launch model, have interested parties that kind of ghost them? Or, you know, what are some strategies you're coaching our team when it comes to follow up? I know before you answer, I'll say, I know Mandy does a really great job training our team on like hot leads, especially with somebody's being handed a thousand plus leads. You can't be in conversations with all of them. So part of it is pre qualifying them into hot, warm, cold, like not qualified. Then you can kind of focus your time on who you're going to follow up with. But any tips or tricks on follow-up? Because I truly believe beyond sales happening in the DMs, sales happen in follow-up. It is our job to follow up with people. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. I feel like, and I don't want to say throw a percentage out there, but some huge, really sad percentage of people get leads, whether it's organic and they've worked their tails off for them or it's ads and they've spent their tails off for them, whatever. And they get these leads and then they have a big conversion event, whether it's a a one-time live webinar, or it's like, you know, a nine-day launch, like our company does or whatever. And then that conversion event ends and those leads are like thrown out the window. And then the next time they have the conversion event, they're going to do the same thing, gather up a whole bunch. The fact of the matter is like 70% of people who buy, and that is a true statistic, are doing so because they have prior understanding of the thing that they're buying. Meaning it wasn't a one-day webinar. It was somebody referred them. So it was word of mouth, social proof. It was they've been through this thing before. They've been watching you for however long. You know, they didn't just like happen across something, join this one hour thing and hot damn, where has she been all my life? I'm going to buy. Like that just doesn't happen, which is part of the beauty of the nine day launches because we're building that in. But, you know, you don't have to do a 90 launch that, but you have to just make sure that those leads don't go out the window. So I'm totally old school. I also come from the world of education where we had a desk calendar. I'm looking at mine right here on my desk, big desk calendar. So when I'm talking to a lead and I have determined that they are warm or hot, and my team knows that means three out of five, four out of five, or five out of five of our qualifying things. And so I know like they need, they may not know they need this, but I know they need this. And they, you know, for whatever reason, decide not to buy. Okay. I'm going to ask them like, okay, I totally get it. This isn't where you're at right now. That is totally, what are you going to do? What are your next steps? Chances are they're going to tell you what they're going to do on their own or the next steps that they're going to do, right? I go to my desk calendar and I write down what it is that they're going to do whenever they're going to do it. They're going to try to do their own launch. They're going to you know, write a book, whatever, right? Or right now they can't do it because their kid is getting married next year or next month. And they their whole focus is on that. It doesn't even matter if it's a business thing. Now it can be noted in HubSpot. So it's like track, right? right? Yeah. Totally can be in HubSpot. So I mark that their daughter is getting married on August 5th. Now, when I'm going to I'm look at my calendar or I look on HubSpot's calendar, or my calendar on HubSpot, I see that. I'm going to write, how was the wedding? Oh my gosh, I've been thinking about you. How much does that say to somebody, right? That I not only remembered or, hey, I told you I was going to follow up. I'm not letting you off the hook. How did that launch go? How are we doing on writing the book? Whatever. They give me an update. I write it down on my calendar. They didn't launch. Surprise, surprise. So they're not actually moving in their business or whatever. So I'm going to check on you. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm now your new best friend. I'll see you in three weeks. Let's see what happens. Write it on my calendar. Send them a message. How is it going? Eventually, they have built a relationship with you. 
They see that you truly care. You're not like the 90% of people who just let the lease fall through the window. And by now you're probably around to another conversion event or another offer, or you're the same and they're ready for it now because they've built a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I hear so many times their only regret is they didn't do it sooner. Yes. You didn't let them drop. And so I say the secret tool, whether you have a HubSpot or not, is a big old desk calendar. And every day you just look and it's, you know, Susie's wedding today or whatever, you know, it's your thing. Just keep and if they don't have something, and that's again where you said qualifying. So if I've qual- if I've qualified them and they're not qualified, I'm not going to follow up with them like over right. and over again. Like whatever. Right. If I've determined that they need us, it's worth the totally. three seconds it takes for me to yes. send them a voice memo. Well, and, and I think it, it's important for our, my audience to know, I need to get the hard data on this, but it's roughly about a third of our sales with each launch are from recurring attendees from previous workshops who haven't purchased yet. So one of the things Mandy does with our social selling team is prior to them being handed any new leads for a launch is they're nurturing their hot leads from the last launch that didn't purchase, right? We're warming them up and they end up being the first registrants into the next launch. I see so many entrepreneurs do one or two launches and then things just don't, they don't get the numbers they want. They don't get the conversions they want and they give up. And they don't understand the momentum of warming up your audience with these launches and building a pipeline of leads that are in different decision cycles based on your launch cycle. And you're giving away so many sales by not following up and inviting people who didn't purchase from the last one to your next one because they're actually your easiest sell versus the cold lead that's brand new, right? For real numbers, because I'm the numbers nerd, that's my job right now. As you said, we're looking to get, you know, Six to 7,000 leads or whatever, probably for this launch. 652, I believe, came in before we started advertising as the re-registrants. So 10%, you know, is what we're looking at of your leads. And now for a lot of people, like I said, if you're just starting and I think the magic number out there is still 300. When you're doing your first launch, you want 300 people to have the good return rate or whatever. We had twice that number just from asking people to come back. And that's organic. That's without spending one dime on them. That's why we don't let them go. Yes. Yes. Love this conversation, Mandy. So good. Any final remarks as we wrap up? Just, I think that people like, and and I say it all the time, like when you, if I introduce myself to somebody and I have to think about who I'm, you know, if I'm going to tell them what I do, right? Like if I say sales manager or anything sales, it's a little, right? And I think people need to really change their thought process around just the term sales, Mm -hmm. that it's not, like you said, the car salesman cutthroat, you know, who's going to beat it first and get them, you know, it's service, it's conveying what is good for the other person. I always, I I laugh because I say, I, I as women especially, but like we spent our whole lives in sales. We just didn't think about it. Like you convince your kids that they need to eat their vegetables and drink their milk because it's good for them. Mm -hmm. You convince your, if you're in the service industry, teacher, nurse, whatever, you convince your students that they should do their homework or that this shot isn't going to hurt or whatever. It's for the good of them. And so if you're in a sales role and you see it as I'm just telling them what's good for them and get as passionate about it as a mom with their kids with eating their vegetables, 
like it's innate. And so like, and and that's how you know you're in your sweet spot as a business owner. If you are so passionate about what you do that you're like, I have to tell you about it because this will change your life. And you know, you're not a salesperson and there's nothing icky. I mean, you are, there's nothing icky about that or any cutthroat. If it doesn't feel like that, then find that place where it does and find the people to be the ambassadors of your brand that feel that way too. And then the sky's the limit. That's why when you say our goal is 4.5 or whatever, like absolutely, because we're all passionate about helping. Yes. Well, and I love what you said. It's, It's so true. Selling is serving. Number one, revenue in a business keeps it running. So like you have to sell, right? And if you're not in charge of selling, somebody better be in charge of selling in your business. And, you know, it's the currency. It's an energy exchange, right? When you're selling, it's an energy exchange of someone's commitment to the transformation that they're going to receive, right? So love this conversation. The last thing I will say is I agree with you. And I think one of the reasons our social sellers do such a good job even prior to you coming in was because they're so passionate about the brand that it's not convincing. They truly believe in their souls and have witnessed the transformation of clients that they want this for the people who they interact with, right? So it's so good. Thank you so much, Mandy, for jumping in and sharing what you do with us. If people just want to connect with you further, where's the best place for them to reach out to you? Well... I'm on LinkedIn, Mandy Minatello. I am on Facebook. I think it's Mandy M. Minatello, but I am on Instagram as well, all the places, but I am happy to answer any questions or help with. My passion is helping sales teams to just realize their genius, right? Unapologetically, unashamedly. Yeah. Like, you know, and it took me 40 years to realize that Mm -hmm. and to not be ashamed. And so, yes, selling a serving. So good, Mandy. Well, thank you so much. And you guys, if you join our upcoming masterclass, you'll get to see her in action with the team. So yeah. All right, Mandy. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks guys so much for listening in on today's podcast episode. I can't wait for you to see my upcoming guest in the next episode. You are going to love this keynote speaker. Hey, here's the deal. If you liked this, please subscribe and leave a review. And you want the latest online business growth strategies and exclusive LinkedIn pro tips sent straight to your phone? Text the word UPDATES to 1-833-310-7171. Again, text the word UPDATES to 1-833-310-7171. Can't wait to see you guys. Come find me over on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you like to hang. I cannot wait to hear how you are enjoying and applying what you're learning. You guys reach out to me over on social because I love hearing what's resonating with you. When you reach out to me and you send me those personal DMs, they really do impact the content I continue to bring forward to you. So again, come find me, Melissa underscore Hinault over on Instagram, Melissa Hinault over on LinkedIn and Facebook. Can't wait to see you guys over there.